And here we are live on this amazing Wednesday night. We are here getting started. As you know, you're tuning into Empower with Sharonda, where we're talking about empowering yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And all season long, we have been talking about be your own level up. And week after week after week, we have brought you amazing individuals, both men and women, who have been showing you exactly how they jumped out into their purpose, into their passion, with courage, with boldness, to be their own level up. Sometimes what we look for and what we need, we're seeking in other places, but where we find our strength and where we find our abilities is through our own gifts, our potentials, our talent that has been given to us individually that looks different. And tonight we are going to be talking to someone who I know is definitely an inspiration, not to me, but not just me, but many, many, many other women. She definitely leads with purpose, with passion, but most importantly, she moves from hearing and trusting that God provides for each and every one of us to go out and be our greatness. It's Wednesday night, 7 p.m. We are on episode 10. So guess what? We are in for a break, but when we come back for season three, we're coming back and we're coming back big, bold, and ready. I am going to go ahead and remove myself out of the equation because I can't wait to bring our next guest up. I know every week I say to you, we have an amazing dynamic person and every person I say that about, it has been absolutely true. And each and every person that I say it about, I'm extremely excited because they each bring us some magnificent game that allows us to take our lives to the next level. So tonight, we have our amazing Christian R. Harris. Listen, she's an author, publisher, speaker, entrepreneur, child of God. The list goes on. I wasn't going to be able to fit all of that stuff on this slide, but we're going to hear all from her, all about her, and exactly how she is able to take her life to the next level and inspire you to do exactly the same. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have you on tonight. Of course, I just did a really brief introduction. I couldn't possibly capture all that you are and all that you do in that one slide. So before we get started, I definitely want to open up the floor for you to share with us exactly who is Kristen, right? And how she has been able to live the life and her purpose. Well, first of all, thank you so much for the invitation to come and join you. I'm always honored whenever anyone opens their platform for me to come and share. Uh, I love to run my mouth. So this is like, <laughs> I'm in my element, So, but I love it. Thank you so much for the invitation. Um, as she said, I am Kristen R. Harris and I'm all those things she said, but I think the greatest title or you know, name that I carry is just servant leader. I'm I'm just blessed to be able to lead from a servant standpoint. Um, I am a seven-time author. I also am CEO of the Scribe Tribe Publishing Group. So I help other people to realize their publishing dreams. Um, I am a wife. I've I've been married. It'll be 16 years this year. 
So this is Sweet 16 for us. And I am the mother of the three-piece spicy three girls. So they definitely keep me on my toes, two of which are teenagers. So y'all keep me your prayers. And um, I just, I, you know, every day I just wake up. I, I've recently, maybe like in the past several months, I changed my bio on Instagram. And it just reads, at this point, I just wake up every day and do whatever God says. So my bio may change from day to day. So, um, oh, and I'm also the host of the God Put Me Up On Game podcast. And I sure will talk about God Put Me Up On Game later because that's just my thing. And uh, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. I do a lot of other things, um, do a lot of stuff in ministry. Um, I love to pray. Prayer is my jam. So, um, you know, I do that and just just serve wherever God leads me to serve. Amen. sister. Well, thank you. And and I know that. I have birthed a lot through prayer, you know, and, and we'd be surprised at what happens there. I, as you know, like to talk to everybody that comes on. Um, one of the things we talk about is we talk to entrepreneurs, but. Not all of us started out in entrepreneurship. Many of us have a story where we started out in corporate and then there was this transition. So have you always been out on your own in entrepreneurship or tell us a little bit about your backstory? Well, um, I like to tell people I've always been an entrepreneur at heart um, there. I was selling candy in elementary school. I was selling love poems in high school. I was selling essay papers, see, cause I've been always tapped into my gift of writing. So I was selling <laughs> essay papers in, in college. So I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I did my, by education, I'm a civil engineer. So I have a degree in civil engineering. And um, so I worked in that field for, I, I did my first stint. I like to talk about it like it's jail. Cause for me it was prison cause I was not living my life on purpose. So I did my first stint for about five years and I went back for a couple of years after that, after I left the first time. And um, for me, it just never was fulfilling because I wasn't doing what God had called me to do. And it's so interesting because I knew a long time ago all of the things that I wanted to pursue and the paths that I wanted to take. But I chose to set my eye on what I thought would be profitable instead of purposeful. So that's how I ended up in engineering. And so um, I have a lot of engineering friends, love them to life. And that's where they belong. That's their vein. But that just wasn't where I belonged. And so that second time that I went back to work, I actually was forced out because I lost my job. But it was the greatest blessing because, you know, God had to push me outside of my comfort zone. And if I honestly, if I was never pushed, I probably would still be there. Um, miserable and mad at the world because everybody else is living life on purpose and I'm doing something that I know God didn't call me to do. You know, I'm not sure if you caught um, last week's episode um, in the irony and as I'm going through and we're having conversations with different people, it is crazy how from week to week, the message just continues. And I'm telling the audience for those who are tapping in and listening these things aren't planned. There are no questions um, written ahead of time. But we had a young lady on last week and she talked about um, exactly that. She's actually a professor at college. And she said, um, basically, people have their purpose. And then 
we kind of know what our purpose is or what we should have done back then. But our life and society tells us that how we make a living is by going to a job. And so we pick something and we go to school for it and we get these jobs and and we're not in love with it. Like, okay, I'm making some money, but not in love Mm -hmm. with it. And Mm -hmm. so that's interesting that it's the first thing that we talk about with you. So you talk about your first step. So did you take a break that you leave before? Like, I'm going to just go out and work on my own. And it was a little too soon for you to do that. And that's why you went back. Yeah. So I actually, after that first five years, I quit. I remember I used to, I hated going to work so much. Like I, to the point it was stressful. Like my hair was falling out. I would get anxiety. I was crying on Sunday nights because I absolutely did not like going to work. And, um, I worked with a bunch of great people. So it wasn't the job. It was just that I, that wasn't where I was supposed to be. And so I, I, I moved on from that and I, I took a break. I can't remember exactly what I did. I think I, I tried my hand at a few things because I'm like the uh, the serial entrepreneur. Like I'm going, if, if I want to try it, I'm going to try it. I feel like I got one life to live. So I take the leap. And so I, uh, I stuck with it for, I think about two years, a year and a half. But what I missed the most was my consistent bi-weekly direct deposit. So <laughs> I went back to work. <laughs> and um, that's how I ended up back in the, you know, back on that hamster wheel, back at work, um, back in a place where, again, I just wasn't being fulfilled and I wasn't fulfilling the assignment that I had placed on my life. You know, that just actually gave me two questions. And from time to time, if you see me looking over, it's because you said something and I don't want to forget. <laughs> so that does that gives me um, two questions about something you just said. You know, number one. Is it different now as far as that consistent biweekly pay? What is what does it look like in the day in the life of an entrepreneur? So let me just be honest. I've just now gotten to a place where I pay myself. Um, and that was a journey. That has been a journey getting to a place where I can say, okay, on this day, you can get that direct deposit. Um, that that has been a journey. But I think that um, I think it's so crucial and so key to understand that um, when you are building and I know that everyone's journey looks different, but mm-hmm. when you are building, especially as an entrepreneur and when and when you're building, um, when you got to lay the foundation, which means you're starting from scratch. And uh, for me, I remember years ago, a young lady spoke something over me and she told me that, um, you know, entrepreneurship is not going to come easy for you. It's, it's not easy for anyone, but it's going to be especially hard for you because this you're the first person even in your family to do this. So you're breaking a generational curse. And so um, just the the challenges that come with that, like you got to understand that it's, it that that money don't come fast and it doesn't come easy, but it does come with consistency and remaining committed to whatever it is that God has called you to be. So honestly, like I said, um, I've just recently got to the place where I can say, here's your money <laughs> and you know, you, you take your piece out of the business. Mm-hmm. And I think in your response, you end up at, um, answering what I was going to ask. My second part of the question would be, what would you say to the person who, 
really wants to step out into entrepreneurship, but the one thing that they are concerned about and that they are fear, fearful of is that every single week I or week or bi-weekly or however they're paid, they consistently get paid. What would you say to that person? Um, I would say, well, first of all, those of those who are still working, um, I think that there there's a season. See, my my story is a little different. Like I said, I was thrust out, and so I understand that 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 was God's time. And He's like, okay, it's time to go because you're gonna forever sit in your comfort zone. But I would say for those who who are who have the um the ability to plan, allow your nine to five to fund the six to 10. So you spend those hours at work and I, you know, it may not be the most desirable situation. You may be ready to get out because you got your eyes set on something bigger, but allow that to be what you need. And, and then as, if you're planning, begin to um, put that money away so that you can live comfortably, like begin to plan it out. I didn't have that luxury because I just, like I said, I was just pushed out and I was pushed out at the most inopportune time. Um, my, my youngest daughter was having surgery. She had just, the day I found out she had to have surgery was the day they called me and they're like, yeah, we don't have a position for you anymore. So it was a lot going on in my life at that moment. But if you have if, if God affords you the opportunity to, to plan and to, to set aside and to save, then I would really um, encourage you to do that. And again, allow your nine to five to fund that six to 10. In the beginning, it is a lot of work, but um, you have the luxury of relying on that consistent paycheck that you won't necessarily have when you first jump off the deep end into that entrepreneurship. And that's that's good advice. We just said something, um, and we'll kind of transition into complete entrepreneurship with you. Um, but you said when they let you go, you had a lot going on, and I guess you were at a crossroad in that moment. You could have said, All right, God, I'm following you, and I'm gonna go live out in my purpose, or I'm going to go find another job and find one now because a lot was going on. Is there some significance in why you made the decision to go one way versus the other? Well, let me say my, my hand was kind of forced because uh, my the, my baby at the time, she was just a couple of months old and maybe let's just shy of three months old. So I was actually on maternity leave and my leave was expiring. This is when I got this phone call. So um, she had to short story. She had to have uh, open heart surgery. So mm. I had to be her caregiver. I mean, I was her caregiver anyway at that young age, but I had to, you know, do extra care for the, the, the healing process. So, um, I, I say to this day, me losing my job was really, uh, a blessing in disguise because I needed to be with my child. So for that first year, I, you know, I was dedicated to her care. So we come up on her first birthday and it's, you know, as I said, I got a lot of stops in, on my entrepreneurial journey and I'm just a person when God moves, I move just like that. So it may, I may not be stuck here. And, and I, I guess I can talk about that later, how a lot of times people will try to get you stuck into some stuff because that's where they want you to be. But, um, when she turned one, we were kind of on her first birthday and that's when this first, uh, I guess you could say my first solid business was birth. And that's when I, I used to have, a, um, 
a dessert company, a, a dip treats company. And so this was just kind of born out of a place of need. It was like, at that time, I'm like, I need some money. And I tried my hand at something and I just began to perfect it. And it just, it popped. And so um, that was just kind of like the first stop on the journey. But when the time was up, I knew that it was up. And people tried to keep me locked there because they they loved what I did. They 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 loved the product. They they loved the service that they received. But I knew that God was like, this is not this not, this is not the destination. This was a stop. So you got to know when it's time to get back on the bus and continue on the journey. And like I said, a lot of times people will try to keep you locked there. That's 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 a really, really, really good word. Right. And that's one of those tips and nuggets to not. And remember that to not allow people to keep you stuck in the place. Mm -hmm. um, one of the questions that I asked the lady on the show last week was. We we're talking about purpose and I, I asked her in her opinion, how does a person know they are performing in their purpose versus how does a person know that they're doing something, thinking it's their purpose, but really it was something they were forced into, right? And that was kind of the question I asked her and you you spoke a little bit to that. So I'll, I'll have you answer that same question. How do you believe a person knows, right? This was just the stop and people are forcing you to stay in it versus what your passion is. I think for me, when it comes to like doing something that's, on purpose, living life on purpose, doing the, the the things that God essentially created you to do. For me, I didn't have any rest. I didn't have any peace if I was not moving in that vein. If, if I'm not walking in that purposeful lane, I don't have any peace. And I say it all the time. Um, it, I've, I've coined this little quote. I say, if, if I don't have peace about it, I don't need a piece of it. And so if I don't have any rest, and, and that's how I felt mm -hmm. all, many of those times, even when I started the um, Pizzazz Plus, the dessert company, I was good until I wasn't. And when I got to that point, when I knew that time was up and it was time to shift and, and I was staying in a place where God was like, it's time to shift. It's time to go to the next level. I got something else for you to do. When I stayed there and it was overdue, it became uneasy. It became sickening. What was once a joy to me became just painful. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I, I resented it. And so when you oh find God. yourself in that place and here's a, hear me out, there will be times when you're doing what God has called you to do and you're going to be like, Ugh. but often you don't stay there. You have those moments and God is able to minister to you um, himself or through other people. And you're able to get up and keep moving. But in that case, I was just sick. Like I was literally sick to my stomach. It's time. To, this is not it. This, this is not where I'm supposed to be. And I think the other thing is that, um, when you are doing what's your purpose, it's always going to be bigger than you. It's always going to be about more than you. So if you just doing something just to be doing it or just doing something, sometimes we, we, we do what we have to do until we can do the things that we want to do. And that's OK. I'm definitely not um, discounting that. But when you're in that place, oftentimes it's not serving the greater good. It's just about you, you know, making your ends meet, you being able to take care of your family. But those things that are truly purposeful, they're going to have an impact and a reach far beyond you. 
it's going to go way beyond you. It's it, it's not just you and your family eating. It's it's allowing other people to eat. It's it's allowing other people to grow. It's allowing other people to walk into their purpose. You're pushing them into their purpose with whatever it is that you're doing. That's amazing. Y'all hear this public speaker up here. We seeing her. She said she don't do these videos. She's showing out right now. We might as well just hand it on over. Give it to us. Take us all home, girl. Listen, you, 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 so we talked about you stepping out into entrepreneurship. We kind of talked about you having different stops. And so for the people out there who's listening, I'm pretty sure they want to know. So how long have you been in entrepreneurship? So how long ago was that from the day they let you go until where we are today? So my again, my my journey is a little uncanny. So it's there's little chops here and there. There's, there's segments. But from that time, that was actually 2012. So I will say that since 2013, I've been a full-time entrepreneur, but there were some spaces before then where I was working on some different things. Like I tried my hand. I've always loved to plan events and do all of these good things. So I started to, I, I tried my hand at event planning, but I realized I didn't want to do that for other people. That was for me and my kids and you know my own family. I, I didn't find joy in doing that for anybody else. And so I realized that's, that's not the place. And I, that's why I think it's okay um, especially those of you who know that you're wired for entrepreneurship, because people who know that pe people who are um, born to be entrepreneurs, you just know that you're wired differently. You know that you're not called to be the employee. You're called to hire the people. And you just have that innate uh that feeling you just know. And so if you know that you're called to that, but you don't really know exactly what it is you're supposed to be doing, I don't think it's anything wrong with trying your hands at things. A lot of these people that you see, these billionaires, they've done so many things before they got to the one thing that completely changed their life. And even when they got to that one thing, now they they, they got that thing and that's the thing that popped for them. But then they took that and they begin to do all of the other things that they wanted to do that they may not have been able to do or fun back in the day. So I I encourage people to try your hand at some stuff. If you know that, that you're called to entrepreneurship, but you just don't know where you're supposed to fit. Listen, I said when we started this show, we were ending season 10 with a person that needed to be in front of this um, live on tonight. Here's the reality. That is something that a lot of people don't talk about. You know, they don't talk about how many people did other businesses that failed or maybe it didn't fail, but they quit on it. Like this is not what I intended it to be. This is not what I want, but they use that money in order to go and create uh, what it is that they love. You know, sometimes we do, you know, we do things. And when we first start out doing it, it does feel good. It feels great. It's something new. It's something different. It's something that you enjoy. But then when you look up and like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to do this for the rest of my life. Exactly. Like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not what this was intended to do. But really what I'm, I'm hearing in your underlining message is even just having the courage to do things because jumping out, taking action on whether it's selling desserts or going out and writing that book, which we're about to talk about in a second, going out and writing that book, 
it's take the leap, right? Because yeah. what yeah. we do know and what has been communicated this entire um, season from everybody is God makes room for you and your purpose. And so it doesn't matter how many books are out there. It doesn't matter how many women are making desserts. If that's what you're supposed to do, there's going to be people coming to you like, can I get some of that banana pudding? When are you making it? Can I, you mm -hmm. making it? Can you bring some to work? Whatever the case may be. So, um, so we've kind of talked about the off and on and the changes. And I definitely commend you because that is, it's not just courage, but it's not listening to that little voice of fear, right? Because that little voice of fear can say, I'm doing desserts and I'm doing good. And fear is like, what do you mean you go walk away from doing this? Like, no, we're, we're going to keep doing it. And so um, definitely want to give you high praise for even being able to walk and do those things. I know that one of the things that you do um, is that you work with other women to help them, to give them the tools that they need to tap into their full potentials and their full purposes. Um, and so was that where the writing journey starts? Because I know that you have seven books and Many of those books are about helping other people. So how did those come about? Was it because you were trying to give people tools to equip themselves? No, you know, um, I've been writing pretty much all my life. So side note, this is a PSA to the parents. Pay attention to the things that your children do now. Um, pay attention to those gifts. Invest in them. Cultivate them. Push them in those gifts. Because it's not there for nothing, okay? So it's there for a reason. And so I've always been a writer. I can remember being in um, elementary school and winning the NAACP AXO competition for my writings and, and getting all of these accolades. And as I said, I turned my writing into a business. So I've always been a writer and it's always been something that I wanted to do to publish a book. That, that's always been a goal of mine. So again, um, I published my first big book in 2016. So it, I told you my, my full-time entrepreneurial journey started in 2013. So by 2016, I'm like, hey, it's just time to make this happen. And um, I put together this collection. Um, my very first book was, oh, I have it right here. As a matter of fact, this is my very first book, Empower Moments for the Everyday Mom. And so it was a 31-day devotional for mothers. And um, I just kind of poured from my heart because I understood the things that mothers dealt with and the things that daughters of mothers dealt with. And so I talked a lot about, I'm very open. I'm a very open book. Anyone who has ever read anything I've written knows I'm very transparent. It's just the way I guess God wired me for the work that he's called me to. And so this book is just very open. And so that just kind of kicked it off. And I, I want to say this to people watching. A lot of times, all you got to do is do that one thing. You just got to pull the plug. If you pull the plug on that one thing, it will continue to come. And I, I like to use um, just the example of birthing because I, I call God has called me the midwife. So with the example of birthing, when you birth that first child, for those of you who have children, that first birth is generally, it takes a long time. The, the labor is long, but those subsequent childbirths, they come fast because you've already been prepped. 
your body knows the routine. It, it knows what to do. And so when it comes to birthing out these projects, those of you who are stuck, I tend to think that starting is the hardest part. Uh, some people have a problem finishing, but many people get stuck at the beginning. So if you can just push that first thing out, you'll be amazed at how all of the stuff that is in you just begins to flow out. So once I put this first book out, I mean, it was just like, oh, okay, I got the sauce and they just begin to flow out. And then I took what I knew and I began to help other people. Okay. Well, and that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Are we, are we looking for, you know, some of us can be a little self-critical and we're looking for a perfection, right? So are you saying, don't worry about it being perfect. Do it. Push it yeah, out. Don't do it. Yes. Things. Yes. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite things. Anybody that's watching this who has heard me ever speak ever, I know they've heard this. Done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. Get it done. And, and by that, this is not an excuse not to produce excellence. OK, mm -hmm. but um, some people carry a spirit of perfectionism and that that perfectionism keeps you stagnant it keeps you from ever producing because you can't get to a place where you you're never going to get to perfection you're an imperfect person so as long as you're waiting for that 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 place of perfection you can't produce so i like to say done is better than perfect and then you you grow as you go. So whatever it is you put out, I tell my author. So this very this is my very first book. It was full of so many different um errors and things that had to be corrected, but it's okay because we can fix it. We can grow as we go. When I started my podcast, I literally sat on the, the floor of my bathroom and recorded on my phone. I didn't have any fancy equipment, but I knew I just had to take the leap because if I was waiting for all of the, all of the conditions to be right, I would never move. I would never take that leap. But I am a person who I'm, I'm committed to producing excellent things and, and making sure that I represent God well. So I'm going to grow as I go. And so as time went on, I got the fancy equipment. I got the intro music. I did this. I did that. And so this is what it's about. Like, don't be afraid to, to, to take that leap. Don't wait for the conditions to be perfect because they never will. Girl, speech, preach, everything. Okay. <laughs> we should have brought our tissues with us as we close out 10 i mean episode 10 because you are delivering everything and some and you know just to add to that so i have a a mentor who he talks it's a guy and i'm gonna tell you being mentored by a guy can be tough as a woman right but i can imagine <laughs> one of the things that he says consistently is I don't necessarily have the spirit of perfection, but I'm a Capricorn. It's the whole thing, right? But he talks about it consistently while you're wanting to do research and have everything lined up. You could be working because the way your brain works, you're going to learn anyway. You're going to get better anyway. You're going to learn that information anyway. You can do research for the next two years. And it's surprising you know, I'm not as bad, right, as I used to be, but it's surprising how many people I come across who they just haven't gotten started because they're still doing research. 
They just haven't got started because they're waiting for this or waiting for that. Um, for anybody who was watching and they started with me when I did episode one, season one looks completely different from episode 10 of season two. I didn't mm -hmm. have the graphics and the music. Honey, and the, this is know. fancy right here. This is, <laughs> that, oh, this is level up. Okay. I, I had none of it. I had none of it. And you know what? Nobody does any of my stuff. Um, I went to school for advertising and marketing. So it was all in me. But if I would have had to make myself uh, create and come up with these ideas back then, it would have never happened because I knew nothing about this platform. I knew nothing about how to create these things. So it's a it's a very good point. And as a matter of fact, it's the first time this point has really come up um, as we're going through and we're talking about us performing in our excellence. And I love it. I wrote it down. Done is better than perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can say that you've done it. They're definitely going crazy in these comments. <laughs> you, are speaking, you are giving the word. Um, I We are 30 minutes into our podcast and we still haven't talked about the publishing company. We haven't talked about God so much. on game. There is so much to talk about and you are giving us game. So let's just jump into the platform. Let's talk about God put me on game because there's a whole bunch of components to that. What is what is what's that about? What's God put me on game? So God put me up on game. So essentially, I always share this, you know, anybody that knows what game is. Generally, game, I think, before had such a negative connotation. You know, we would hear people saying, oh, if they're talking about a guy, he's trying to run game on her. And my thing is, game is, if you're up on game, nobody can run game on you, right? So I begin to like just put together all of these life experiences that I've encountered right in my journey. And so my very first book was God put me, I'm not my very first book, but my second to last book was God put me up on game. And what I did with this book was just really wrote a collection of short stories about things that I had experienced and the game or the lesson that God, that I, that God gave me in that, because I don't believe, I believe that, you know, God wants us to win. And so that's, that, that's the tagline on my podcast of the same name. God put me up on game. God wants us to win. So I don't think that we lose. You either, you either uh, learn or you, or you win. So when I take a L, it's not a loss. There should be something that I'm able to take from that and to learn from it. So I put those short stories in there. Then the next thing I knew, um, I was launching the podcast. Then now we got the prayer journal that, that is my latest thing. So this is the God put me up on game prayer journal. And I've literally taken excerpts from my own prayer journal because I'm a big journaler. Um, I, I spend time in my prayer journal almost daily. And, um, I took ex excerpts from my own prayer journal because my, my goal is to really help women specifically to really foster that intimate relationship. I know for a lot of people, prayer is such a hard thing and I don't know why people complicate it. So I've tried to simplify it because I believe that, as you said earlier, everything is birthed in prayer. So um, I want them to birth. I want them to push out all of the greatness that is inside of them. So it's birthed in prayer. So essentially God put me up on game is just really God sharing the game with me and I'm sharing it with you. I believe, I know, you know, there's that old saying, the game is not to be told. 
whatever. I'm like, yeah, the game is to be told. I'm selling it too now because it ain't free all the time. But <laughs> the game is to be told because God wants us to win at this thing called life. And that's why he puts us up on a good, good game. Listen, you, you said a lot. When we're talking about games, you know, one of the things when I was pushing season one, or you may even hear me refer to it in this season, where we talk about free game or getting information, because the reality is, is yeah, you can look at the word game and be like, oh, you're playing a game. But in the same token, Monopoly was a game. And as you run around that board, you earned a whole lot of money. And there were some people who had strategy. They bought up everything as they went around. They seemed like they didn't have any money up front because they were buying everything. But because they played the game, they ended up being the person who won um, mm -hmm. the game in the end. And so essentially what you're giving us, this, this, this free game we're talking about tonight, this entire series really is, a. there is a lot of information out there for us nowadays where there's no reason for us to be stuck where mm -hmm. we were any longer, you know, growing up, there wasn't a Google and I might be telling my age, right? There wasn't a Google, there weren't cell phones, there weren't a lot of these things. And so it wasn't as simple for us to just go pick up something and go learn information. But mm -hmm. right now we are truly people that look just like us. They're teaching you stocks. They're teaching you how to go write a book. They're teaching you, I'm talking about anything that you can think of, it is out there in order for you to go do but you have to be willing to jump on board to learn the game in order to be able to play the game. So you Absolutely. said that your, your book is full of stories about what God has shared with you. So is mm -hmm. it um, safe to assume that the lessons that you learn and the game that you're given, you actually had to go through it, right? In order Absolutely. to get Absolutely. Wait. So I want to before I get on that, I want to I want to touch on something you said, because about this information, because, you know, we do live in the, the age of information. Everything is at our fingertips. And this even goes back to what you said earlier, like, you know, you know, doing all the research. I want to warn against a danger, because what I see in a lot of the women that I work with, they are information hoarders. Like you sit down and you take in all of this stuff. You're reading all this stuff. You're listening to all these podcasts. You're doing all this research. You're Googling. You're on everybody's webinar. You're signing up for this conference. You're signing up for that. And that is as detrimental as no information. Because people like that, they just take all the information and they never do anything with it. So I just want to warn against the information hoarders. I need you to take that information and do something with it. And oftentimes people like that get frustrated because you're stuck. You're stuck and you're like, I'm not moving. And then you're like, God is not speaking. I hear that all the time. Well, God hasn't given me any instructions. He's giving you plenty of instructions, but you're up to here in information. You have no place else to place any other downloads until you begin to allow some of that. You got all this input and no output. So this is a time where you got to begin to put some action. All of this information that you've taken in, what are you doing with it? How are you applying it to your life? Don't be an information hoarder. And so I just feel like I had to stop and say that because sometimes you get people to green light and they're like, yep, I've been researching this. I've been doing this. I've been listening over here. They got a notebook full of stuff and no action behind it. 
Listen, I am, I am lost for words in this moment, but I want to share something with you. So I recently, in the last couple of weeks, just started a new business. A lot of people don't know about it. I've kind of been um, talking to a few different people individually because I'm launching some trial clients. And there's so much information out there about, you know, this business. And I found myself reading about this and looking at this and um, I was added to a group and in this group. These people are giving you all this information. And sometimes a lot of that information can be a lot of opinions. Right. And I found myself being like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. And I was overwhelmed. Like, I'm never going to be able to jumpstart it. But it wasn't until I have enough information. I know enough information. I'm going to take what I have, and I am going to start out with a few clients that I'm going to launch, right? And just like that, I'm talking about just launching and some of them are already sending me people. And this is, you know, started just a couple weeks ago, but it was exactly what you just said. I would have been stagnant, just sitting in one place because there are there is so much to learn. But going back to what you said before, done is better than perfect, meaning Go get some information, right? We can't go start a business completely naive and we don't know what we're talking about. You can't go start up a tutoring business teaching somebody how to do math and you don't know how to add two plus two, obviously, right? <laughs> but get the information that you need and get going. Take that action. You said a word, the chat is going crazy, but definitely um, all things to take heed, right? Normally I tell people, before we wrap, tell us some things that you tell people you've been telling them all the way through. So I hope I hope that they're taking notes because this is free. And she told you before, right? She told you before that not all game is free game. Not and all that is okay too, right? Because that is what our purpose is, is to also to create abundance for us as well as other people. So, all right, we've said a lot. So we got the podcast. We've talked about how God has put you up on game and you're helping us by giving us those lessons that you've learned. You've published seven books. And earlier on, I introduced you as a publisher and you mentioned that you had a publishing company. Girl, tell us about this publishing company. Wow. So the Scribe Tribe Publishing Group, um, again, once I published my first book in 2016 and I did another one in 2016 and then I I was just on the roll, I said, OK, I got the sauce. And I just love to help people, especially people who say they want to write a book. Right. So I began to host these free workshops. The, the first few were free. And I just, it was just kind of like my beta test. And it wasn't even a, a test pilot. Let, let me not say that because I was really just doing what I thought God wanted me to do. And so when I realized that what I had worked and it was working for people, I, I remember the day I heard God say, it's time to take this to the next level. And I fought him uh, for a few months, for several months. It may have even turned into a year because I was like, God, I'm not really ready. And so a client came to me, she called me up and she said, hey, I'm working on this project. I need you to help me publish it. And so she's like, send me, let me know the cost, send me a proposal. And so that's just kind of, again, I'm the, I'm the child who has to be pushed. So God had to push me. And 
the Scribe Tribe Publishing Group was born. And so basically, um, I call it the publishing group because I brought together these industry professionals. So I work with a team of graphic designers and um, editors and all these different people, formatters and interior designers who make who make a book a book. And we come together, we sit at the table and we help people to realize their dreams. And so we're on a mission to help 100,000 authors birth their books. And I, I know that's such a lofty number, but I like to tell people it's not even about me physically touching 100,000 people. If I give you information and you take it and you you publish your book and you share something with, I, I don't care about you sharing. So if you take information and you share with another person, then essentially I've, the Scribe Tribe has impacted them. And so they're able to publish their books. So we're just on a mission to get as many stories out, especially stories from black authors. I just feel like our stories are so rich and oftentimes we don't get the opportunity to share them with the world. And so I want to open those doors so that these stories can be told so that lives can be impacted. And that's what we're doing at the Scribe Tribe. And I, it's so funny because once I started again, I didn't have all the pieces in order. I'm still putting stuff together because this is a fairly new thing. But um, I today, I don't even remember. I, I just bagged up a, a, a bag of books because I want to um, take some pictures with all of these books that, that we published. And I, I just know that even at the beginning, I didn't even know what this looked like. And one day I just heard we published Purpose. And that became our hashtag. That became our tagline. We publish purpose. And so everything that comes through the Scribe Tribe is all about purpose. It's all about some some type of way that this is purposeful and it's going to impact. I'm not just here. We're not just here to entertain. We're here to inspire, impact, and, and change lives. Listen, listen. I, when you were saying that 100,000 seems like a hefty number, and I said, no, it's not. Because <laughs> me and you both know that what God has given you, guess what? You can touch a hundred thousand people. We watch people stand up on the stage, and there's a sea of people in front of them. You can absolutely touch them, and it may not be, you know, it may not be in a in a workshop forum. But how many people need the help, and they're seeking help with books, and you're having some sort of seminar for authors? You have the voice, you have the power. That number is just the beginning of 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 what you have the capacity to go out there and do. So don't don't be like it, it sounds like Amen. I receive it. Sounds like I a receive number. it. <laughs> a starting number because there is so much more out there. Um but it's is as you said too it's each one, you know, each one reach one. If I Absolutely. teach you the information, you're you're teaching someone else. And so what you do is continuing to pass on. But I know that you do have the capacity to touch that 100K and yeah. many, many, many more to come. So I am extremely excited about this. Girl, there are books and I don't have any sitting right here in front of me right now. I've written through, I have a, a journal that, I don't know if it was really intended to be a journal. I turned it into a journal, but it's literally as thick as a novel. And I probably got these many pages left in it writing away. And um, as you're talking, there's a bunch of times where I was like, okay, God, I hear you. Okay, I'm listening, right? Go do the book because done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. But this has definitely been um, an amazing conversation in so many different ways, right? You've been giving us value, tools and tricks in order to 
just get out there, right? And it's not just about if you want to be an author, but it's getting out there and moving into your purpose. Now, one of the things that you do, of course, is give women the tools that they need to tap into their potential, to tap into their purpose. So we can't end this show without me saying to you, if you could leave five things that you would tell the audience that's listening on what they can do to really tap into their potential or even understand what it is, what would you say to them? Oh, five things, five things. Um, one, You're really giving us a lot already. <laughs> <laughs> one, for those who are struggling um, with understanding their purpose, I'm going to say, ask the manufacturer. If you don't know why you were created, you don't know what you're here to do, you feel like you're wandering aimlessly, um, definitely go back to the one who created you. Um, if, if you had something, an appliance or something that you didn't know how to use, you would consult the manual. You would consult that that thing to see because the manufacturer created that manual and they're going to tell you. So I would definitely tell you to start there. Um, <clears throat> I do believe, as I said, that everything is birthed in prayer. All of this stuff I've shared with you, it came to me in prayer. Like, it, I, you know, and it may not have been me on my knees at that moment having a prayer, but, you know, prayer for me is, has become just a constant dialogue with God all day. So um, just, just really seeking him on what it is you're supposed to do. Number two, I would say just, you got to move beyond that procrastination. And I know that for a lot of people, I was just having this conversation with someone yesterday, for a lot of people, you see the big picture. Um, those of you who are visionaries, sometimes that can feel like the gift and the curse because you can see the big picture and then you know where you are and then you see where God is taking you and you're like, I don't even understand. This, this makes no sense. We're going to get there. And so for the, and a lot of times people like that, because I'm, I'm guilty, you just get stuck doing nothing and you don't move because this looks so big. He's shown you the big picture. So I just want to encourage you to just begin to pull out those itty bitty puzzle pieces. Um, I love to say when I'm working with my women, how do you eat an elephant bite by bite? You got this huge elephant. You just got to get in there, start at the toenail or Get, get a bite of the tusk or whatever, but you just begin to break it down into small chunks. Number three, to stay motivated on your journey, I would say celebrate the small successes. Sometimes we get so caught up in looking at the end. We get so caught up in the big picture that um, we don't, we don't want to celebrate until we make it to the destination. But there are pit stops along the journey. Like I said, I, I had stops and there are milestones to be celebrated. And that's how you remain motivated. So if you feel like you're in a place right now, where you're not motivated, you're feeling frustrated and you can't seem to move, then I would encourage you to learn how to celebrate those small successes, those small victories. Celebrate, you know, I'm I'm waiting on um I just got the approval for my trademark. That's that's a victory for me, okay? I'm going to go out and treat myself to something because these are the, these are small victories. You know, it's it's not the destination, but you got to celebrate. Number 4, I would say uh I, this is one of the things I always say, consistency breeds success, inconsistency breeds frustration. So a lot of times um, people who find themselves frustrated and they just ready to throw up, throw their hands up and give up, it's because you've been inconsistent. You can't see consistent results with inconsistent activity, inconsistent behavior. So consistency breeds success. Getting up, doing that thing. I love to say success is just a small sum 
of, of consistent steps. Like you just, every day you get up and you, you hammer at that thing. And you got this big thing, this big block of ice that needs to be chiseled. And you can't do it every day, but every day you just get there and you just chisel just a little bit over time you're going to see. And I even share that with the, my clients who write books because everybody wants to write a book. But the, the number one thing I hear is I don't have time to write a book. Well, you can't write a book if you don't write. But if you sit down and you dedicate at least 30 minutes a day, you put that on your schedule, you're intentional. To be consistent, you got to be intentional. If you're intentional by the a time a month passes, you will look up and you will be like, man, I can't believe I wrote that much. So it's just really about consistency. And then number five, I guess, did I say four already? Yeah. I said number five. Yeah. <laughs> number five would be be gracious to yourself. This is not a marathon. I mean, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Be gracious to yourself. Understand that this, this thing, it takes time. Give yourself grace, even in the mistakes. Again, we don't lose. We learn. Every L you take, take the lesson so that you become better. All of that is for our growth. And so just continue to just offer yourself grace in those moments. Take a break if you need to. I just posted on social media today, like I need a sabbatical, like I, I need one. And so as soon as I get on top of everything, I'm gonna take some time for me. So just give yourself that grace because you need it on this journey. Jesus, <laughs> listen, listen, you are delivering everything and more. I said five things and for a second, you like five things. And that just flows so naturally. And we know it's all over you, all through you. I believe I saw your post earlier and you was like, we'll see what game God has. And this has truly been a conversation 100% led off of whatever we've been given to talk about, to share with you on tonight. I definitely want to, um, you know, thank you for the value that you brought to tonight's show. Um, of course, before we wrap up or do any of those things, you have been dynamic and given us some inspiring information, some information to help us go take the leap. So you've also given us things that we can tap into to get a hold of you to take advantage of those things. So we will not leave without us talking about number one, how do we get in touch with you as far as the publishing? Where can we get your books? Tell us about where we can get the good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, you can, if you're interested in publishing a book, you can go to scribetrypublishing.com. I see Sharonda got this beautiful setup here. So it's right there on the screen, scribetrypublishing.com. That's for anyone who's interested in writing a book. Also, um, if you want to learn more about me and my books and also just the work that I do with women with helping them to birth their purpose, you can visit my website, kristenrharris.com. And I'm Kristen R. Harris on all social media platforms. So I'm easy to find. And um, if those of you who love podcasts, you can find God Put Me Up On Game wherever you listen to your podcast. We're still on a hiatus for season two. Season three is starting up really soon. So I would love to have you down at the winner circle. All right. We are all about it and want to be a part of the winner circle. We've crammed in so much content that I haven't went back and said something for the people who are going to listen to the replay and on the audio. Listen, we've given you a ton of information on tonight. Kristen, her name is spelled K-R-I-S-T-E-N-R Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S.com. 
Scribe Tribe is exactly how it sounds. Scribe, um, S-C-R-I-B-E, Tribe, T-R-I-B-E, publishing.com for those who will go back and do the replay or those who are listening on the audio that it is uh, streaming. Make sure you guys share this episode, all past episodes, because the way that we go out and find great is through sharing information and content exactly like this. So I definitely, again, want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been more than a pleasure having you on tonight's show. I definitely look forward to future partnerships, future linking, future conversations, because I know that greatness is also created in making collaborations. They don't always have to be all by ourselves. Mm -hmm. So thank you for tapping into tonight's show. If you don't mind hanging out in the back room for me for a bit, I'm going to wrap up this show and then we can chat one-on-one. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right, guys, listen, I definitely feel like we ended this season with the bang. Moments like this make me proud. And if I had to be honest with you, you can't tell on the camera, but I'm slightly teary-eyed because season two came to me and it happened the way that it did is because this is what God wanted to have happen. I had been getting pressure from um, my mentor about when was I going to put out my second season and I had a date to make it happen and I had no guest. <laughs> I had no clue who I wanted to be on the show. And I started to reach out um, to different people and different individuals. And without it purposely happening, I ended up with a lineup of people who their stories seamlessly went into one another week after week after week. Delivering what I believe has been some of the most powerful information that most people are able to tap into because you have seen all season long people who look just like you, people who talk just like you, people who have been through life's journey just like you. We all have a story, but what do we do with that story? Many of us don't go through the things that we go through uh, just for ourselves, but it is for other people. Um, Kristen talked about earlier today in her book where she tells you stories of lessons that God taught you. I taught a class once before, and in that class, I shared with the students, I said, think of everything that you go through is a lesson in your life, everything. So when you go through school, right, you're in the third grade, you're intended to go and learn everything that you needed to learn in third grade, and then you can progress on to the fourth grade. Right. Well, sometimes and when we're talking about public school, wink, wink, sometimes they passed you before you were really ready to go on a fourth grade. So what happens is you end up learning the same lesson over and over and over again until you actually pass to meet a new teacher. As single women, we're single women and we're learning those lessons until we get married. And then we're learning new lessons until we're doing this. We go from working from someone uh, to working for ourselves, but these are all lessons. What are you learning from all of them? And if you are not learning in the lesson that God is teaching you, you will continue to see the same teacher. Sometimes that teacher looks different. 
Sometimes you can walk away from a really bad relationship, but you didn't learn your lesson. So you got the same exact person with a different name that does the same things. It just looks a little bit different. But we've given you people who've shown you. They've taken their testimonies. They've taken their stories and they've taken their lives to the next level. Next level looks different for everybody. But the one thing everybody has shown you on this episode is courage. Step out into courage. Be your own level up because that thing is in you. Make sure that when you're moving, you move yourself out of the way because sometimes we are our greatest roadblocks. We are our greatest competition. We are all of those things, right? When we just need to step to the side. I know that tonight had to happen exactly the way that it did. She did an amazing job of delivering great, empowering information for you. She definitely took this season, wrapped it up with a red bow and your girl couldn't be more happy. Definitely grateful to have Kristen on the show. Guys, I met her a few years back. Our mutual friend was getting married. We met and you never know why God brings you into people's lives, right? Where those connections may be and how they come later in life. But tap into them, tap into your best self, reach out, let's talk. You want to have a conversation about how you can reach out and reach into your best self. Let's have a conversation about it. Again, share this episode, share the entire series, be the person that helps to inspire other people. Thank you guys for tuning in on tonight as season two has come to a wrap. I am extremely excited and blessed that I've made it through these 10 episodes and we will be back, of course, for season three, where we are empowering you, mind, body, and spirit. You guys all stay stay safe, be blessed, be sure that you are taking care of yourself. Be smart in all things that you do. Of course, you know where to find me. I am on Facebook, your amazing host, Sharonda McDaniel, spelled S-H-R-O-N-D-A. You can find us, of course, streaming as a part of the Dropping Knowledge Network. It is found on Facebook, Dropping Knowledge. There's no G on the end of dropping. And of course, we're on YouTube, so you can go back and watch these videos. Put it on replay because there is nothing wrong with a little replay. Sometimes we miss messages, and the second time around, we get a chance to hear what we missed before. Again, God bless you. I love you all with the love of God. See you all next season.